0: This is a Squiz podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. The world's richest man, Elon Musk, stunned the business world recently when he launched a $44 billion takeover bid for social media giant. Twitter. A keen tweeter himself, he said it's not a money-making deal, it's about building a forum for free speech, and there's still some issues for the deal to be done. In this Squish Shortcut, we take a look at Twitter and Elon Musk's background, how this transaction came about, and where to next for the platform Musk says is a digital town square. Squish Shortcuts is your backstory to the big news stories. I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's hard not to be aware of Elon Musk. He's one of the big characters of our time, a successful but unpredictable businessman with a big Twitter habit. Let's get started with some basic facts about him and his career. Claire, we've already done a shortcut on Musk and it's a great listen, but let's recap the highlights. So,
1: Musk was born in South Africa in 1971. He graduated from high school in Canada, and as a teenager, he moved to America in 1992 and finished two degrees, uh, one in physics and one in economics at the University of Pennsylvania. He'd been into computing as a young kid in South Africa, and he actually sold his first video game when he was just 12 years old. After he finished his undergraduate study, he planned to go on and do a PhD, but at that time the internet was really just starting to become a thing and he wanted to get into it and
0: give that a go. It was 1995 when he launched his first company called Zip2 in partnership with his younger brother, Kimball. Great name, Claire. Absolutely. (laughs) That was a digital city guide for newspaper giants like the New York Times. And they sold it to the US tech company Compaq for $400 million. He used his small share of that money to invest into his next big idea, something called X.com, which later became PayPal.
1: Yeah, it's an online payment system that allows you to pay for things via a secure internet account. Uh, he only lasted a year as the CEO before he was kicked out over strategy and execution disagreements with his other investors. Uh, but he ended up with somewhere between 160 and 180 million US dollars when PayPal was sold to eBay in 2002.
0: Musk then moved on with electric car company Tesla. It's a big deal now, Claire, is one of the world's most valuable companies, but it wasn't so much then, and Musk described it as a passion project. Yeah, and he's had a few of those, like
1: space services and tourism company SpaceX, which now has big contracts with NASA. Uh, he's built something called Starlink, which is a satellite internet service run through SpaceX, which is growing strongly these days. But he's also been a champion of the cryptocurrency industry, so it's fair to say he
0: is a busy man. He sure is, Claire, but not too busy to tweet and tweet regularly to his 84 million followers, and that's seen him get into hot water from regulators when he tweeted that Tesla's share price was too high, which broke all the rules about communicating with the market.
1: Yeah, and he's been penalised for those things, but it didn't seem to put him off his game at all. If you look at his tweets... There's everything from very serious mission statements about why he's bought into Twitter, uh, and then there's the funny memes and a lot in between. Uh, Twitter is also where he met his former partner and ongoing
0: soulmate, Grimes. Never a dull moment, that's for sure, for Elon Musk. Let's talk about where acquiring Twitter fits in next. for Twitter users and lurkers, and for many not on it, it's a divisive platform. So let's start with some facts about Twitter, which was launched in March 2006.
1: Doesn't it feel like it's been around forever, but actually it's been 16 years. Uh, It started with Odeo, which was a podcasting platform uh, which allowed users to record and listen to podcasts, but that fell over when Apple moved into podcasting. Odeo's Evan Williams and his mate Jack Dorsey, who was a computer programmer, uh, went on to create an SMS-based communications platform, uh, just one that was public rather than a direct digital communication system.
0: SMS, of course, stands for short message service. And back in the day, they allowed users to send and receive messages of up to 160 characters. And that's how Twitter was born. And in the early days, it was just Twitter with no vowels working off computer code that was written by Jack Dorsey. Dorsey sent the first tweet in
1: March 2006. It said, just setting up my Twitter. Uh, what they decided was that Twitter would be 140 characters as a limit, uh, and it started to grow into the public venture that we know it is today. And by September 2011, Twitter had 100 million users, and it was floated
0: on the stock exchange in 2013. Twitter became part of some significant events. In the early 2010s, there was a big popular movement called the Arab Spring, where people across the Middle East started protesting against their longtime leaders and their poor standard of living. And they took to social media companies like Facebook and Twitter to voice their concerns.
1: Yeah, and more recently, former President Donald Trump used Twitter to great effect to communicate his message, also to target his enemies and galvanise his supporters. Uh, until he was permanently banned after the 2020 election and the riots on the Capitol. Uh, Twitter said that there was a risk of further incitement of violence and that was the reason to kick him off. So stepping back a bit, Twitter is a powerful platform, uh, but
0: with great power comes great responsibility. And Twitter bans posts that violate its standards on violence, sexual content, privacy, harassment, self-harm and other concerns. If you do do this, you're asked to take the post down. And if you don't, you're banned from the site. Yeah, and how that works is a lot of the moderation
1: happens automatically through an algorithm. Those algorithms also promote or demote posts in the feed and Twitter labels some posts that contain misleading or disputed claims, particularly about political content or COVID, for example. Uh, This content moderation receives a lot of criticism. Uh, as have the bots or automated accounts that are controlled by robot software, and they're generally programmed to spread misinformation on Twitter.
0: And just to give you a sense of how powerful those bots are, a reputable study reckons they could have altered 3% of the vote in favour of Donald Trump at the 2016 election. The other big criticism of Twitter is that it's now overrun by advertising.
1: It's how the whole thing makes money. So ads pop up in your feed, even if you don't follow that company. Uh, they're marked as ads, but some users really just don't like it. So when co-founder Jack Dorsey stepped down as chief executive in November last year, he was criticised for not making enough money. Uh, he also coped criticism from conservatives in the United States that he'd stifled their voices on the platform. But what is agreed is that it really remains a very powerful platform.
0: And the leadership of Twitter was handed to Parag Agrawal, who was the company's chief technology officer. And just five months later, Elon Musk has swooped in. Let's get into that next. Elon Musk became Twitter's biggest shareholder when he accumulated a 9% stake in the company in early April, and he was invited to join the board.
1: Yeah, he originally signaled that he would do that and sign an agreement that stipulated that he would not own any more than 14.9% of the company's stock. Several of Twitter's board members took to the platform to congratulate Musk on that and AgriWar tweeted uh, that the company and that Musk had been chatting for weeks.
0: But things went off course when a few days later, on the 9th of April, Musk informed the company that he would be rejecting its offer and there was a bit of confusion in the coming days because Twitter didn't immediately inform the market what had happened because they thought he might change his mind. Yeah, and that's the problem when you're dealing with someone
1: who's a little bit unpredictable. (laughs) Uh, And in that time, Musk tweeted several criticisms and suggestions for the company. He also asked his followers, Is Twitter dying? He suggested that Twitter should convert its San Francisco headquarters into a homeless shelter since no one shows up anyway. So you can understand the confusion.
0: Yeah, and on April the 14th, Musk offers to buy the whole company. His proposal was that he would buy out stockholders in a cash deal valued at $43 US dollars and take Twitter private. That was at a 54% premium over the price when he started building his stake in Jack. January, but Twitter's board said no. Yeah, they said more than no.
1: They adopted a poison pill to ward off Musk. What that means is that the board decided that shareholders could purchase shares at a discount if any shareholder exceeds 15% ownership, and that would effectively
0: dilute Musk's stake. A war of words ensued and on the 19th of April, Musk put his financing plan to regulators, which involved 25.5 billion US dollars in debt and 21 billion in equity financing against his Tesla shareholding, which demonstrated Musk's takeover dreams were not over. Yeah, and things happened fairly quickly after that. Musk
1: had a meeting with the Twitter board who unanimously approved the sale on the 25th of April. The transaction is valued at about 44 US billion dollars. So that's more than 66 billion Aussie dollars. uh, And the company
0: will be made private. And Claire, just explain the significance of Twitter being taken off the share market. Yeah. So, when a company is public, it's governed by all sorts
1: of disclosure rules so that investors, uh, whether they're buying one share or millions of shares, uh, have enough information to make an informed decision. When it's private, those rules don't apply. Uh, The benefit, though, of public ownership is that you get access to capital from a much wider pool of investors. When it's private, it's just a smaller group.
0: And now Musk is set to basically own the company and he's made it clear that it's another of his passion projects. He says Twitter is the digital town square that should be a forum for open, free debate.
1: Yeah, he wants less content regulation and more debate, he says, within the boundaries of the law. He also tweeted that Trump's new platform Truth Social, which he said was a really terrible name, uh, exists because Twitter censored free speech uh, and says that for Twitter to deserve public trust – It must be politically neutral, which effectively means upsetting the far
0: right and the far left equally. That's sure to send a shudder down the spine of people who hate the trolling and vitriol that does come from Twitter. But there'll be cheers from free speech purists who want to see more people say what they like without any qualms. Back onto the financials for a moment, Claire. Musk says Twitter has tremendous potential, which he wants to unlock. Just how he tends to run it now, though, we don't really
1: know. Uh, But moving away from that ad model is something that's got the big blue tick from former CEO Jack Dorsey. There's a suggestion that there could be a subscription model where super users pay to get extra features. But at this stage, it's a big watch this space.
0: And the transaction isn't expected to close for three to six months. So there's going to be more twists and turns to this story, it seems. And that's your shortcut on Elon Musk and Twitter. Now on to (laughs) recommendations. i always interested, Claire, in the people around these big characters who are often mercurial and unpredictable and brilliant all at once. And one of those is Aussie Robin Denham, who's the chair of Tesla, and she's just bought the Sydney Kings. So, Claire, I've linked to an article in the Financial Review about Robin Denham and her take on life. I'm
1: recommending the New York Times live updates on the acquisition. It's a bit like a soap opera. <laughs> it um, is. Even if you have a moderate interest in business news, it's really entertaining. There's all these big personalities, all this big money and all of this stuff happening. And I'm completely hooked.
0: I've got to say, Claire, it's one of the first places I look when we wake up early in the morning just to see the latest thrills and spills from all things Elon Musk and Twitter, (laughs) so check that out. And thanks, as always, for listening in. If you like what you've heard, please tell people about the podcast and if you have any requests, you can send them through to hello at thesquiz.com.au. In the meantime, there are plenty more episodes for you to have a listen to, so get into that. Until next time.